Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Clicking Balls, this is our 2018 season primer for the St. Kilda Saints. Uh, my name is Ethan. We'll have a look at the Saints 2017 season and what's coming forth in next year for them as well. So let's have a look at them. 11th, they finished with 11 wins and 11 losses. Yep. It looks really nice, 1-1, one, 1-1, one, 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 but fair to say they expected finals. They definitely did. Big talk from the Saints supporters in the off-season as well about uh, how this is going to be their year and... Shit, I mean, they showed what they were capable of, but yep. oh my God, they were pathetic in some games. They were brilliant and pathetic in the one year. Their, their yep. worst and their best were such a chasm in between. And there was no difference the last two seasons for the Saints, which is difficult because when you look forward, they've lost a lot of stars who actually yeah. propped them up and really filled in gaps that they shouldn't have to fill in this year. Maybe Montagna and Rerolt. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like the Saints are too likable to be a premiership threat. Yeah, and that's like no St Kilda supporter is happy with that. <laughs> it, it's consistency, like, like we said, you know. It's and it's individuals as well as a team because yep. it, it's almost frustrating watching them because you can see what they're trying to do and they just can't put yeah. it all together. And but when they do, it looks unbelievable. Oh, when they get a run on, yeah. their their ability to flow with the ball, astounding. Um, well, we always start talking about their highlights of the year, and I think their clear highlight was the win over uh, Richmond. Yeah, obviously, you know, ended up being premiers. But I remember watching that game, and I thought they couldn't do it no wrong. They thought, should buy lottery tickets. Well, How I the thought, fuck did Richmond get the premiership when every team we've commented so far had a highlight win over them? <laughs> yep, pretty much. And I feel like they won that on merit too. Like yeah. they they pressured Richmond into making mistakes, which end up being Richmond's game plan. Oh, it's, it's not saying like we'll just talk about poker. I mean, you make your own luck. Yeah, and, and they did everything skillful. And yeah. when the ball needed to bounce their way, it did. I mean, it was fourteen goals eight to one goals four at half time. Yeah, yeah. ninety two to ten. Ridiculous. It's, it's, that's been the cues in the rack. It's yeah. almost, yeah, it almost was disappointing that they didn't run out 150 point winners. Yeah, and they're fighting for top eight spots, which they lost by a game and percentage. So this is yeah. one that really put a sort of, you know, uh, a laid down the line of what they were expecting for the rest of their season, and they just did not follow through with it. Um, but an amazing first half. Like, I don't think St. Kilda have ever played that good. That's the best game I've seen St. Kilda play in a very, very, very yeah. long time. In, in I can't remember memory. the second one, but no. they've had some good seasons, you know, in the 90s and shit. Mm. And so, yeah, but for me, in what I can remember, this is the best game I saw them, them play. It reminds me of the sort of moments when, um, you know, when you're playing footy, you've suddenly got the ball in the middle of the pack and you've run off and no one's near you and you're like, 
Shit, did, did yeah. I blow the whistle? How did that happen? Have yeah. I, yeah. Uh, well, they, they spread so well. No, no, everyone's shit. shit. All right, no, I'm off. I'm off. Okay. Yeah. I got this. They, they, yeah. It's, it's almost like they were that... It's almost like a well-drilled team. They forced turnovers through their pressure and they spread wide and just had an assault coming forward. Yeah. It was like they flanked the team. They took them head on. They did every strategy possible and won every single contest. I think they had like... I looked at my looked at my notes. Four hundred twenty nine to three hundred nineteen possessions, which is yeah. just ridiculous. You're just mm. hogging it at that yeah. stage. Yeah, <laughs> um, they, they had another big win, uh, which was uh, against Hawthorne down in Tassie. Yeah. Uh, so the previous year they had the uh, incorrect umpiring decision, which was the the not ten mm-hmm. paid against. I think it was Montagna. Yeah. Um, and Hawthorne ended up winning by three points. I think. Yeah. So you come back, you go criminal. Oh, criminal. This year it's not going to happen. They won by ten goals. Was that and, round twenty three? No, no, no. It was uh, it was middle early in the year. It's like round yeah, right. seven or eight or nine, yeah. something like that. They played Richmond in round twenty three. Right, that's uh, right. Yeah, we spanked them. Uh, so I mean, that was a big win, and I think Hawthorne's winning streak down in Tassie was quite large at that stage as well. Mm. Um, but uh, Hawks were never in with a shot uh, when they were playing like that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if the Saints could carry that sort of game style into every single game, they'd be obviously well up there into the finals. But it's just interesting to see how I feel like they've got like I don't know almost like 10 5 inch chains in the link that's put together with a paperclip yeah it's yeah. just one little link and I think that's the half back line which they real fail at over like over every single game and I think the biggest indicator of that is how much sure they have them kicking out from uh, oppositions behind yep. and linking up forward yep. when you've got Montagna coming down to the back pocket to take a kick because there's no other viable option something's wrong well maybe it is mm. a skill level uh, issue yeah. then yeah. Um, that you know some of the lads have gone alright we need runners we need runners and yeah. uh, we'll get to the kicking later but with their runners just have a, a bloke who can put in an 80 metre punt yeah, yeah. You, uh, it's only a few of them I feel like they've got too many forwards I feel like they've got too many good forwards and I think they've just accumulated good players without figuring out how it's going to fit into a game plan Yeah, I mean when you look at it they've, they've got Jack Billings kicked 23 goals Jay Gresham kicked 30 you've got Tim Membry kicked 38 Josh Bruce kicked 36. You still got Paddy McCartan, who only played five games. Yeah. Um, who's there's lots of sort of issues about him being able to play out a full game. And you got Mav Well, who kicked 11, but showed that he could play a forward line as well. I feel like that's too many cooks. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. I think they've got too many utilities. Yeah. Because um, out of all those guys, I think really only Josh Bruce is the one that won't spend time in the back line. Yeah. But I think he even spent some time in the ruck this year. So. Yeah, he played some midfield and played good too. So yeah. I feel like you've got to figure out what your structure is going to be, what your game plan is going to be for that forward line, and just stick with it. Let one person, especially with Rewalt gone this year yeah. or next year, you really well, have to make that someone's forward line yeah. instead of having that sort of passing through because it hasn't worked. In a weird way, losing Rewalt might actually free them up a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, yep. Because now they can't, oh, I'll just kick it in the direction of Rui, we'll see what he does. Yeah, and you can't become complacent either. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm still not convinced he's not going to come back. Like Every time I've written <laughs> yeah. him off, He's come back, had some great games. And the funny thing is, with St Kilda, I mean, we got a lot of flack for our preview at the start of the season. Like a lot of people thought we were wrong. In, oh, but thousands, is, thousands of people. This is one of the few runs that we actually got right. Yeah. And especially where the liabilities were big men around the ground, their half back line. Yeah. And I think they've they've lost. Um, uh, who's the American dude? That they had Jason Holmes. Jason Holmes. He's mm-hmm. gone now, isn't he? Yep. Yep. Probably gone to the Melbourne Tigers. Fix up them. You kill it. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, we, we've sort of touched on a little bit. Oh, I thought one of their other highlights was uh, the send-off of Nick Rewalt in round 22. But I've also got it as a low light because I understand yeah. it was his last game at Etihad, but he was playing next week. Yeah. Like, why have the big emotional send-off? I, I realise finals were out of the question by then. Yeah. So that's fine. But he's playing next week. At the MCG. It's... it's yeah. 
two tram stops away basically yeah. well train stops maybe yeah um one train stop uh, two train stops yeah I, I just i was just shocked like it's there it's next week yeah there's two dollar pies yeah you can go fin- to that game you can finish with forty thousand people in there <laughs> yeah. mind you hey we got our money's worth out of those two dollar pies don't worry about so that did. just make sure you sit down in that game <laughs> i was at uh port gold coast for that one uh, you were yeah, yeah. two dollar pies in china <laughs> <laughs> um so I had that sort of as a as a uh, low light as well because it just didn't make sense to me. But anyway, um, what are their other lows for the year? Like I, well, one week after giving the Tigers a fair pasting, getting smashed by Essendon. Yeah, yeah, that like that has to be it. As good as uh, Saints looked against Richmond, Essendon looked great in that game too. But mm. yeah, um, it, yeah, yeah, the Saints needed to show more than that. Seven fifteen though. Yeah, well, it says a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, and I feel like they didn't even play to. Uh, any sort of standard at all. Essen didn't make them play to a low standard. They just didn't show up. Yeah. And uh, once Essen got the run on, it was like, oh, just let yeah. us be over. Which is sort of their season in a nutshell. They can look yeah. golden, champagne team, and then the next moment, you're just thinking, how the fuck did you miss that pass? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they, they did like a golden champagne team for one game. You're like, how the fuck did they do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the rest of you are like, eh, this is the Saints we know. But I feel like their worst loss was the one to put the nail in the coffin for that season against Melbourne in round 21. Um, they got beaten 14-12 to 10-12, which was um, obviously two goals difference. But they were one game a percentage out of playing finals. Yeah. And Melbourne were one of the teams that they were fighting against, also with the Bulldogs. And they had two late season losses against these teams. Yeah. And so if you can't beat them head on, you're not going to make finals. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You're, even if you do make finals from there, you're only making up the numbers. Yeah. And the thing is, they came out slow. This is a game where you've got to be up firing. This yeah. is your chance to play finals. And you came out of the gate, and I think they were... Uh, gave up 6-1 in the first quarter yeah. to a fuck-all score. And, I mean, in the third, they, they just ran out of gas. That was it. They, they came back a lot. Uh, I think they got within five points or something like that, and they just ran out of gas. Well, that's it. They spent so many uh, so much energy trying to get back to even that when the game was still on the line, and they still yeah. could have won it in the fourth, yeah. but they were spent. Yep. They were just out on their feet and had nothing left to give. I think it might have even been wet that day too. Could have been. From, from and I feel like that's the same story with the Saints. It's because there hasn't been a 100% team contribution. So you've got the same people that are making it, putting the team on their back and doing the hard work. And yeah, obviously, you can only do that for so long. Um, I, I put down their lows was they won two out of their last seven. So that, yeah. they were well in it. And, you know, looking at September, um, yep. but it, it all fell apart from there. Yeah. Um, and they that included those games against the Bulldogs and uh, the Demons, like you mentioned. Um, but also... Uh, Paddy McCartan was a big downer for him. Yeah. Um, he had two or three concussions on the year. On Something top like of that, yeah. another couple the year before. Yeah. Um, you know, and he, he's a big lump of a lad. And it takes him a couple of years to to get to the speed of AFL. Yep. Um, being the, the bigger lads. But um, number one draft pick, he's meant to be their next Tony Lockett, essentially. And he can't stay on the field. You know, no. No, no fault of his own. Or, or maybe it is a, a technique thing. He goes into packs or whatever. But yeah. Um, you know, he's got to start thinking, does he want to do something besides football? I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd be doing a degree or something like that if I was him. While I can. Because yeah. especially if you're looking to still in that forward line spot, like we said, they've got too many cooks in that kitchen. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, so part maybe, of, maybe you fill in Montagna's spot. Well, I'm maybe, thinking he's a candidate for that. Maybe part of the reason they've got too many cooks in there is because Paddy McCartan hasn't stamped his authority yet. Yeah. And he hasn't said, I am this full forward. Yep. You give me the ball. Yeah. Even Josh Bruce, I think he thought he presented well, showed he's capable of it, but when it came down to pressure, he just did not handle it. Uh, yeah. Showed time and time again in games where they needed clutch goals in, late in the game, just did not handle it at all. 
Well, now they've got it because Rui's not there to take the spotlight off them. Yeah. Um. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But, uh, yeah, so I had those as, as the main lows uh, for, the, for the Saints. And obviously missing out on finals when they expected to. Yeah. I still got to do the charming block. Coming up to it. Sweet. Um, so let's have a look at uh, their off season. Um, no real major ins. Uh, they've got Logan Austin, who you haven't heard of, no. um, came from Port Adelaide, I think. Um, who you know they're again looking for something for nothing. I think well, all that. their ins were draft picks. Yeah, they accumulated well, well. Well, that was the the smart part they did. They did the trade with Hawthorne, and Hawthorne had a less than stellar year, mm. and uh, managed to get seven and eight in the draft. Well, it was their futures that they and done well again this year too. Yeah, I think yeah. they've got uh, they got more uh, out of there. They were just link up uh, trades in order for players to get to other clubs. Yeah. Not there, so mm. so they've invested heavily. Yeah, yep. two top ten draft picks. It's, it's a good base. Yeah, I think that's a smart move from Alan Richardson as well. You can see what you've got at the moment. It's not going to be a premiership squad, yeah. so you've got yeah. to figure out where your stocks are and how you sort of have a malleable game plan around those people. Well, well the smartest one they picked up for me was uh, Nicholas Caulfield, who's a defender. Which you know, picking a defender in top ten is. Not uh, not the most common. It doesn't happen often. To do it. Yeah. Still but, waiting for Hugh Goddard to return <laughs> something on that one. But the bloke's one ninety one centimeters, so he's uh, he's not a small lad. I mean, he's got a got a head like a drop pie, but uh, in a defender, that's a good thing. Yep, yep. yep. Some of the best. It's common. Um, they're outs. Obviously, Nick Rewalt, um, uh, the big one. Uh, yeah. Saint Nick and all the emotion that goes with it. Um, I think he's going to be in every bit of media. I hope for the next year because it was quite interesting. Yeah. In quite yeah. Uh, still played tame. amazing footy. Uh, like I was absolutely astounded for how he managed to strap his body together and yeah. get out there every week and play that sort of style of footy. Well, everyone saw it's the incredible. photos of his knees after yeah. every game and how much they mm. blow up. Yeah, he's one of the guys like you know, uh, absolute legend of the club. Maybe after Robert Harvey, maybe the best saner of, yeah. of all time. Yeah, but he'd make defenders puke. He'd run that much. Yeah, yeah. exactly, and yeah. still did late in his thirties. Having said all that, I'm kind of glad he's retired. Yeah, yep. me too. Yep. You know, he's got kids. I want to see him be able to stud. walk. <laughs> yep, yeah, he's done well. Um, uh, Lee Montagna as well. Yep. Uh, just another fantastic player. Um, yeah. And uh, another uh, asset, I think, to the media as well. Yeah. He's a funny lad. I feel like Lee Montagna, he sort of... Um, he was the person that would fill in any role they needed to be yeah. done. But he'd do it not as like sort of... Uh, a pre-planned strategy you just saw something down the field and he'd always fill in that role yep. and so I feel like if they just had some support in the back line he would have been one of the most awesome link up players from that center half back to center half forward to into their forward line that they needed and instead he had to keep on dropping back to back pocket just to get yep. them out of trouble uh, time and time again uh, they lost Sean Dempster who again another great player and I think played in a premiership too for Sydney I'm if, not sure or it could be wrong sure. um that uh, pulled up stumps um, and Jason Holmes they, they finally cut which we spoke about um, yeah. didn't play many games and obviously still learning the game when you're in your 20s is difficult yeah. but 
from the one or two games I saw, his hunger for the ball was great. I thought, yeah. you know, if anybody was going to make that late transition, I thought he was the one. Yeah. Well, not everyone can have a 10-year career trying to learn the game like Magic Dork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, it's just not a game built around big men anymore. No. And so you become a liability around the ground. And so that value of just being tall doesn't actually translate to the modern game. Unless you're crazy tall. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but even like Mason Cox is 6'11", and he hasn't, he's lasted a little bit longer than Jason Holmes. He hasn't done better than Grundy, though. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just shows how hard it is. Um, all right, let's have a look at their draw for 2018, and their double-ups are GWS, Hawthorne, Melbourne, North, and the Tigers. Um, GWS and Richmond is, is tough. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a tough two for them to get. The other three... Uh, well, Melbourne is, you know, thereabouts. It's a yardstick there for it's them. It's a good yardstick, and yep. they should take care of Hawthorne and North. Yep. I, I think Melbourne are a shade above them. Yeah. yeah they are. That's um, why they're there. But I think Hawthorne and North, they need to win those four. Yeah. If they split the difference between them, which isn't impossible, yeah. their season will struggle. That, yeah. It, that'll put a line through them. They should, they should very much win at least two of those four. Uh, if they yeah. don't... No, I'd say three. Yeah. They need to win three of those four. Yeah, I think yeah. they have to. Two would be a failure, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so, but the Tigers... I mean, they could... they Like we said, they flogged the Tigers this year. Yeah. Um, and then they played very weird in round 23, but I think they had their celebrations the week before. Yeah. So they know they can match it with them. Um, and if it means they can match it with them, they can match it with anybody. Um, but, yeah, GWS is going to be tough. Like they're... Richmond and GWS are two tough matches up. Or Richmond have another premiership hangover and they're an easy beat. Yeah. So you never know. Yeah, or GWS, everyone leaves halfway through the <laughs> round one. I don't know. Who knows? All right, who's going to have a big year for the Saners this year? I really want memory. I, I think he's a player that he could become a player that tears games apart. He, he needs to now. Now is his prime. <clears throat> yep. I, I feel like they need anyone to step up across the half-back line. I don't care who it is. Yeah. Anybody. So if you want to cement yourself in that Saints um, team, you just say, look, I'm taking anywhere across the half-back line. I'm going to make it my own and build that team around you. Well, that's Savage and Webster. Uh, those two guys need to start running and carrying. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, even if they just carry it for a good you know, 10, 20 metres and then just bomb it along, well, which is what half-backs are doing these days. And Savage can do it. Weird. He has a long yeah. leg. Yeah. You know, I, I think I say it every mm. year. Yeah. He, his kicking is underrated. I think Robertson did a good job sort of being that link-up between yeah. his enough back and enough forward as well. And I definitely underestimated his abilities. Um, I thought for 2016, 2015, he was a liability. Yeah. And I thought he really switched it on. But I feel like all the talks to me about Hugh Goddard, we haven't seen bugger all of him. Yeah, so when's, when's it going to be the proof of this I think it was number one draft pick I think no he wasn't number one but he was high he was up yeah. there yeah I feel like they, they lack a bit of X factor um, which is disappointing that in the uh, the rookie draft they didn't pick up uh, your mate Rotten Roberts had a fucking screamer uh, before and he could have he could have walked right in yep he could have walked right into the <laughs> two dollar pies I think <laughs> around 23 it wouldn't have made a profit that day <laughs> um, yes, he would have come in with a hundred <laughs> Seb Ross is coming off his uh, first best and fairest uh, for the Saints this year. So yeah. Had a great season. Had, well, of course mm. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An absolute uh, belter of a season. The only problem is he can walk in any bar and not get a beer bought for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, unrecognized. He's, yeah. he's unmemorable. Un um, mm -hmm. But he should continue that on now and, yep. and become, you know, somebody that uh, opposition teams have to go, right, what's our plan to curb him? Yeah, I mean, the, he's looking at North Melbourne throwing $2 million at him. <laughs> <laughs> If, that could happen. When you look at the Saints, though, who is your on-field leader? Like, when shit's gone down, 
in tradition, they've turned to Revolt or Montaigne. Yeah. I well, feel like Armitage or something like that. I think it has to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought Geary, as a first-year captain, did great. And he, yep. uh, when they were talking about moving yep. captains to the off, Revolt, he was the one I picked. I thought he's... Um, his best and his worst are very close together. He's yeah. that consistent. Um, and he's the toughest nails type, uncompromising. Yep. I think he's not going to be you know, in the top five best and fairest type yeah. of players, but he's the right captain. Yep. So you're going to look yep. to him for that steely you know, resolve. That yeah. don't fuck up my club player. But I don't know if he's the skillful threading a pass from 50. That's it. But you don't need that captain either. No, you don't. I, I feel like Jack Stevens could put his hand up for that role as well. Or yeah, Jack yeah. Billings. Jack Billings as well. As you going to go that sort of young, yeah. I feel yeah. like Stevens has got that heart about him, uh, which sort of the Saints fans love, and that's someone that they all get around. You know the one thing I hate about Jack Stevens? His haircut? Uh, no, his, yeah. his name. Jack? Jack? No, <laughs> Stephen. Stephen. That's not a surname. No. Stevens is right. a surname. Oh, yeah. Stephen isn't. I'm sorry, Eddie. Yeah, go fuck himself. <laughs> um, I know his pain. Uh I've also thought this year is a big year for Jake Carlisle. I reckon, because we know how good he can be. Yeah. This is his first year back after the Essendon supplement scandal yep. and a little bit of cocaine in, in Thailand. Yeah. Well, fuck it. As long as the nurse around your neck, jump off the horse. <laughs> um, I, but he played a lot of good games and he could be your um, the linchpin in halfback. Yep. Then you get the runners. Um, someone like a, a JJ or a... Um, you know, somebody of that calibre to run off him. Yeah, He'll look after the gorillas down there and let the other guys yeah. do, do the run. He'd also struggle to win Are You Smart on the fifth grader as well. I don't well, think yeah. he's an intelligent lad. Well, with that, he, he did get caught with the coke by his Instagram, didn't he? Snapchat. By himself, yeah. yeah by himself. Yeah. Um, he's like the rube of the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, look, no one ever said football players had to be geniuses, but he kind of abuses the privilege. Well, I'm going to say, the bar is set low. And he's managed to limbo one year. <laughs> All on his own accord. Well, not his fault. Look, uh, well, the, co- the coke bit, yes, that <laughs> is not his fault. Yeah, pretty much his fault. <laughs> it's yeah, not his yeah. fault. He's not, uh, you know, not part of men's I mean, The accident part, yeah, fair enough. You're just like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll take this. I, I can just imagine, though, just like those Asada blokes won't fucking find me here in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go, Ben. Brenton, who's on the outer? Um, well, I mean, I don't, well, Aaron Hamill, definitely. Yep. Yep. Since you retired, so Ford, Ford Lions coach. I think Nick Rewald just slot him straight in there. Like he's got to be washing his Ford, back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. I've been to a few of the Saints games, and I tell you what, his hairline left years ago. Yeah. So. I remember when I worked at Crown, he used to come in and with Warney because Warney's obviously a huge Saints fan. Massive Saints fan. Try and try and gamble the same like Warney's no. level. No. No. One of the most angriest, cuntiest people I've ever met in my life. Warney or Hamill? No. Warney's Warnie yes. a great. Warney's great man. He didn't give a fuck. He yeah. was like, yeah, he, like never had a bad word to say about anybody. Hamill, on the other hand, complete cunt. Yeah. So it would not be sad to see him was his job. Get Reward in there. Um, yeah, you yeah, got to keep around the club, don't you? Know, you know, Reward's getting a job. Well, definitely. Well, it's, it's, it's gonna gonna kill all he has to do is ask. Yeah, like not even that. They'll be they'll be begging him. I, of course they will. But yeah. they'll, they'll be able to sell merchandise based on the coach's kit. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he already had a Channel Seven contract this year, so I'm imagining he's probably going to go down the media path. But you never know. Well, I remember I, I, yeah. I thought Luke Hodge was going to do it too, but he ended up playing <laughs> fucking halfback for Brisbane. So I remember uh, back in the day when Revolt was first getting onto the scene, he uh, was on the Footy Show. And yeah. Sam Newman was talking him up in some sort of uh, random comedy. He's like, oh, do you want to take over? And he's like, oh, yeah. And just uh, sat down in Newman's chair, ate a banana, <laughs> started yeah. talking crap. He was a natural in that sort of thing. And I think he'll wow. he'll always have that uh, genuine 
uh, persona. I guess so. I thought they've bred that out of him then, because I, <laughs> um, although he's done a couple of good things, but you sort of you, you don't get much out of him. Although yeah. again, another AFL player that I've seen the dick off. I feel like Sam Newman is like the TV equivalent of Facebook comments. <laughs> so it's yeah. not hard to fill in those shoes. It, it, it is interesting though that anybody you hear talk about Sam Newman away from the camera says he's the most genuine yeah. bloke you can imagine and actually knows his shit speaks sense knows the intricacies oh, of the game he's obviously well educated yeah but I imagine he'd, he'd be a little bit like that uh, Milo Yiannopoulos do, dude like, right yes when yeah. no one's watching he probably talks sense and makes yeah. but as soon as the cameras are on he's like that's his job turn I'm the dickhead money. up to 10 and get paid to do it so you know well, I remember Hutchie, Hutchie said once if I caught up Sam Newman now and said I need a lift to Albury he'd take me Right. He'd drive me himself. Only okay. one way, though. Well, that's because he's getting out of Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be in the boot. Um, also on the outer, I've put, obviously, Paddy McCartan. Um, yeah. Not through any fault of his own, but you know we, we spoke about that. This could um, legitimately be his last year of footy if he gets another decent knock. Yeah. Um, on the bright side of that, I mean, I think we said the same thing about Kurt Tippett, um, you know, sort of five or six years ago. Yep. He managed to get through it, but... Um, I, I think head knocks, especially now with there's more yeah. awareness around it and mm. more studies and that kind of stuff. Another decent one and make and I mean, do something else. When you look at people putting in lawsuits against clubs and, and, and organisations, then I mean you have to err on the side of caution if you're a club. Well, yeah. the, the problem Johnny Barnes has, he has to prove that he had a level of intelligence yeah. to yeah. degrade. So not a good start. Yeah. You know they're taking the piss when Damien Monkhurst put in these same uh, same grievances. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is AFL media we can make up the fuck we want so, just, just copy and paste it still left still left a couple of John Barnes names in the, in the text how do you feel about Richo? Uh, which Richo? Alan? Alan, Alan yeah. Richardson right. uh, the coach yeah. say, don't you fucking dare say anything bad about Matthew Richardson <laughs> I, guess I, I see what he's trying to do I yeah. just uh, yeah. I think he's safe yeah, yeah he, I, he's I, safe I do think he's safe yeah. because he's he's set themselves up yeah he's and, got draft picks and they've got cash well, that's just it. They've uh, they're not trying to win the 2018-2019 premierships. They're looking yeah. at 2020, 2021, 2022, yeah. uh, around that mark, and and that's when people are expecting GWS to drop off a bit because they're expecting to be on a two flag uh, run by now. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what his contract situation was, but let's say his contract expired right now, and St Kilda board were sitting down with him. You'd have a look at what he's done, and you'd have a look at the list and their picks, and you say right. You've got three years. Yeah. We're in a three-year yeah. development cycle now. We've done our bottoming out. You know, yeah. We've got more draft picks. We're mid-range. You've got three years to become a threat. Yeah. I still feel like, yeah, exactly. Three plus one on performance clauses. Yeah. I think he's safe next year, but uh, 2019, they're going to start putting a bit of heat on him. It's like any coach, though, really. If um, if he if they bottom out and finish 18th this year, okay, oh, mate, yeah. you're gone. But I, I can't see that happening. Yeah. Unless, you know, it's another supplement. Nine-year contract, like Ross Lyon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Memory and Bruce, I think one of them's got to, one or both, have really got to stand up and say, you know, command themselves and become all-Australian selection. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you doing with them? I feel like they're stepping on each other's toes. To oh, or, I feel like they're very different players. Like, Memory, to me, is a more aggressive, dominant player, whereas Bruce is more a skill player. A, a leaping player. Yeah. But end of the day, they're both playing half their game out of the goal square. Yeah, so they're true. different styles, but you're occupying occupying the same um, territory. Yeah, it could be that you go, you know what, one is better, the other one he has uh, tradeability right now. If we yeah. wait too long, we're going to get nothing for him. Who do you get rid of though? Well, you you let this year decide it. I mean, if they yeah. both step up and they kick forty goals each, nah, you're laughing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yep. See, I think Memory's done the more, more consistent effort. 
than Bruce. I agree. Uh, so I'd be keeping him, and I'd be looking at Bruce to be a winger. Bruce has yeah, some. He could do that. Yeah. I don't like that style. because Bruce has some of the greatest missing goals from the goal square highlights yeah. you've ever oh seen. God. Exactly. And I think he had two of the all-time greats last year, yeah. let alone what he's done before. So if it comes down to, you know, 30 metres out on an angle, siren's gone, we need a goal to win. Yeah. I'd rather the ball be in Membry's hand than Bruce. Yeah, yeah I think Bruce had uh, <laughs> probably two of the top three misses from the goal square. And yeah. The other one was Lindsay Thomas running into an open. But yeah. Bruce finds space and takes marks. That's yeah. the thing. So he's, he's got value. He creates opportunity. He's got value. That's why I feel if he could be a winger, that way push back and forward, I think that's his role. And I think that fills out a lot of problems that St Kilda have. I, I don't know what his tank's like, though. But yeah, that's you know, true. Maybe in this... You've got an off-season to fix that up. Yeah, he's got a pre-season. Yeah. Or maybe he becomes the half-backer and plays like uh, Eastern Wood. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what you need, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a pretty much a key role for people these days, for teams these days. Yeah. Um, all right, so Saints in 2017 finished 11th with 11 wins. Where have we got them finishing in 2018? Josh? I've got them just making finals. I've got them eighth. Snuck into the eight. So yeah. um, yeah. I think it's going to be one of those tight years where, you know, seventh to 12th is going to be a game or two in it. Realistically, they only need to win one more game and they can finish eighth. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think they can do it. Uh, I think they've got the right ingredients, the right youth. I I can't see them making a genuine premiership threat. Yeah. But having said that, I probably said the same thing about Richmond last year. I did, and I said the same thing about Bulldogs the year before. Yeah. See, I feel I've got them staying in eleventh. I feel this is this was a restructuring year, and I feel like uh, next year's a restructuring year. I felt this year was a nothing year where they figured out some holes that they've got, yep. and they just didn't accredit them at the start of the season. They just uh, didn't realize they were there, or thought that that'd be an improvement. But there were some glaring holes in their strategy and their personnel. Yep. So I feel like that's going to be rectified this season. So even though it's going to be sitting at the same spot 11th, I think it'll be a step forward in regards to a three-year plan. I've pretty much got the same thing, except I reckon a bit more luck and they'll finish ninth. Yep. Um, so a tiny bit higher, which is probably you know, 11 to 12 wins anyway. Um, so all around the same mark. But I, I see that as they'll be disappointed they didn't make finals. But they'll go, right, you know what? 2019, we're going to go top four. Yeah, and they've got the picks in there to be able to fill out what holes they see are there this time. The age bracket's right. You know, yeah, they've got some wild cards. Their balance yeah. looks better. Yeah. Um, you know, they got great value out of Nathan Brown this year um, mm. from, from Collingwood, who, yeah. you know, they got for nothing. Um, yeah. He did more than admirable. Yeah. Having said that, um, they were one of the teams after Josh Kelly. Had they managed to attract him, I'd be tipping them to about fifth, sixth. Yeah, and if they yeah, said backwards, yeah. I feel like their recruiter's got to go, whoever it is. Yeah, I feel like they've had too many misses. Yeah, um, so yeah, so McCartan got Goddard. There's a lot of misses in their recruiting. I think, I think their chips are still in. Like McCartan and Goddard can still be something, and uh, they need to. Yeah, yeah. All right, that'll do us for the Saners. Yeah, good luck, guys. See you next year.